Hi there, this is Mill, and this is Mill Unloaded. So, let's start off by today is February 2nd of 2021. This is the first time I've tried to record anything, because this is the first time I've had more than five minutes to myself um, that I didn't feel like just zoning out or knitting a hat, which, hey, I learned how to loom knit. That's pretty cool. Um, my therapist actually suggested it to me after she taught herself and she said, look, it's nothing like crochet, which is really complicated and knitting is even complicated, but loom knitting, that's where it's at. So now I've made something like eight or nine hats and either I've sold them or given them away and I am getting pretty good at it. I can actually just sit down and put on some TV and just zone out with my, my loom knit and it's pretty cool. Um, so I had my surgery on December 30th last year. Um, that would be of 2020. Don't be like my mom getting confused. And when somebody says last year, they think 2019 because it was only, you know, 2020, just like a month and not even a few days ago. <laughs> she got confused at me the other day. I said something and she was like, last year? Don't, don't you mean like, oh, no, you mean just like a couple of months ago? Yes, I do. So anyway, it has been, uh, Wednesday will be the start of my sixth week post-op. I'm almost back to a somewhat normal diet. It's just that... You go from having a huge stomach to having this tiny little pouch that is about the size of an egg or maybe just a little bit beyond that. Like right now I can eat between a quarter of a cup and a third of a cup of food at any given time. Um, so yeah, my stomach is really little and the big part of my stomach is still in there. And the first time I referred to it as my big stomach, John kind of like looked at me weird and then started laughing, thinking, oh, that's right. They did leave it in there, didn't they? Well, that's how I get all my digestive juices. <laughs> so yeah, it's really interesting um, how different you feel and then how the same you feel. Like the reason why I say how the same you feel is recovery is actually pretty quick and I've only gagged on turkey lunch meat and it was one time and it was enough to ruin the concept of me being a vegetarian, just eating meat until I could get used to the concept of the necessary protein amounts that I would need in order to, you know, live a healthy life. So I was open-minded for a while about eating some meat just to get that protein amount in my body because it's very important post-op of any type of gastric surgeries, any bariatric surgeries. It is very important to get your protein, your calcium, your B12, and your multivitamin in. That and liquids, especially water and other clear liquids, that is like the end all be all. Like if, if I was to tell you, okay, this is like the first thing you should know about what your life is going to be like post-op. 
You're going to need to drink a lot of water. You're going to need to get your protein. But the protein in my program isn't so significant right out of the gate. What they want to make sure you're doing is eating. And when you eat, you eat your protein first and make sure you're getting your water. And I'm averaging like 48 to like 56 ounces of water a day, sometimes more. It just kind of depends on really just how thirsty I was that day. And I drink quite a bit. So um, back to surgery and recovery. Um, Whenever I woke up in the hospital, I was so out of it. Like I could not stay awake for very long. I remember texting the few key people and saying, I'm alive, I'm okay, I'm so sleepy. <laughs> and then eventually, um, yeah, eventually later that day, because that was like in the middle of the night at like 2 a.m. or something, I don't even know, it actually might have been like, I think it was more like 6 or 8 p.m. And whenever I finally woke up, the anesthesia had mostly worn off, it was like 2 a.m., and I went home later that day, um, this, the day after surgery. Um, I have done really well. I am actually back to work. Um, I have my first farmer's market this weekend on the 6th. And I hope that it goes well because I haven't been there selling for, what, like two months or something. I think it was like the beginning of December was my last market. And then I had to take off because I was going to be having my surgery soon. And I'm going to tell you right now, you don't want to be far away from home whenever you're on liquids only. Um, there were a few incidents and they were not fun and, and they happened at home, thankfully. But I, if you don't need to go out and you're on a liquid diet for a surgery, I'd say, you know, pass the buck to someone else. If you need groceries that bad and you don't have Instacart or you don't want to use something like Instacart, I feel you. But send somebody else. <laughs> Do not go. Do not go. The moment you feel like you're going to fart, don't trust it. I'm just telling you. Just telling you. So, um... I, I recovery was actually really quick. Um, I know that I'm like getting ready to be six weeks out, but in my head, knowing that I'm pretty much back to normal now and only have an occasional little pain on my left side, which the doctor told me is normal post-op. Um, I feel great. I'm down over 45 pounds now and even my boots fit better. Like, it's really weird to, like, I didn't take any before photos of, of me trying, or videos of me trying to put on my boots, but I struggled. And, I mean, even just thinking about things like putting on my underwear after a shower, I really struggled putting on my underwear after a shower, or pants, or or most of my clothes, even my bra was becoming painful to put on. And now I can get dressed like, like I never experienced those pains before. Like it's no thing. Um, I can walk for quite a while. I just, we just got through a really nasty storm out here in California, which I know most people that will listen to this that aren't from California think, but California is all sunshine and rainbows and butterflies and Donovan music on repeat and stuff like that. But I got to tell you, um, 
whenever it's the winter, sometimes we can get nasty winter spells. And I mean, it snowed only 2,000 feet up and, and even lower than that. And I mean, I have a friend that lives in Auberry and she built a snowman for the first time in her life in her front yard. <laughs> so it's just like she had she and her husband had to call into work because there's no plows in Auberry. Like, are you kidding me? This is ridiculous, right? It rained for two days straight at my house and we're lucky we didn't get any like leaks through the roof or anything. But I got to tell you, I get seasonal, um, what do they call it? It's like sad seasonal affective disorder or something like that, where it's like depression because the weather gets so bad or because it's cold or because you're not getting enough vitamin D because you're not going outside. Now I know, I know if you're listening to me from like New England right now, you're probably rolling your eyes because you guys just had a huge snowstorm and it's been just to quote my best friend, Barb, balls ass cold out there. And, but I mean, I grew up in California my entire life. And whenever it's 37 degrees, when you wake up in the morning in California, oh, she's cold. She's really cold that day. Um, and then yesterday, all of a sudden it was 70 degrees. Like central California is like the moodiest lady as far as, or person, I mean, we're going to go gender neutral here. Men can get moody and women can get moody and non-binary people can get moody. Everybody gets moody sometime or another. Um, So it is a moody person in central California whenever, I mean, whenever we're thinking about the weather. So for the last couple of weeks, I didn't really get out, um, didn't go out walking, Um, and now I'm finally starting to fill up to it. And then I get hit with like tons of fatigue. I'll do a little bit of cleaning or cooking or something in the morning. And then by the time it's noon or two o'clock, I'm ready to take a damn nap. Like, I mean, we're not talking just like a 30 minute nap. Like I want to nap for like two hours. Like I need it. (laughs) I know that I'm not pushing myself as hard as I was. I mean, I was two weeks out and I started trying to dance and I called my bariatric center and they said, yeah, you need to calm down. You just had surgery two weeks ago, Mill. And so I said, oh, you know, you're right. And so I chilled out and whenever I was given the clearance to start getting exercise again, I kind of hit the ground running at first. And then I got fatigued. Like, I mean, I've had fatigue since since the surgery, don't get me wrong. But the more I do stuff, the more I get tired. Does that make sense? Like, I know that, like, because it's not just like, oh, I'm tired. It's been a long day. Like, it literally, like, Sunday I was sitting on the floor in my kitchen scrubbing my grout. So it wasn't like a hard... what do you want to call it? Like strenuous activity, but I still felt exhausted. I felt so tired. And then last night I'm sitting in the recliner and out of nowhere, one of our cats freaks out. That's Zim. If you know my cats, Zim freaks out and scratches my arm. And I mean, he, he was on the back of the chair and he like fell off and dug his claws into me. And John was freaking out for a couple seconds, and so was Philip. Philip was going bananas, 
And then John just saw that it wasn't that bad, went and got some uh, tissue and cleaned it up and then put Bactine on it and bandages on it. And I mean, it's okay. It's not really that bad. But at the time, oh man, it hurt. And uh, I just thought, oh yeah, let's just add that onto the pile. <laughs> not that there's a lot of going on, but like I was already fatigued and, and just, I had a little bit of a headache thinking maybe I wasn't having enough water, but um, I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, if you told me I had surgery six weeks ago, I'd probably be like, really? Did I? No, I did. And whenever I say that you feel so good that you don't even, you're, you're almost like you're not sure that they did the surgery because you feel so good. Like you're not going, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to barf all the time. Like at least I didn't. Um, I had a pretty good recovery. I mean, pretty unremarkable. They repaired my hiatal hernia. They repaired another small hernia they found when they got in there. Um, they took a biopsy of my liver, which I keep forgetting to ask the details of, but I'm sure that if it was significant that they would have already told me and they did the gastric bypass and only once have I gagged on my food and it was because I was possibly eating too fast and didn't chew it enough and it was not pleasant. Um, I was trying to explain to my parents on Sunday that Whenever you eat too much and get that food stuck, you kind of like realize mentally that you don't have your whole stomach muscle behind it. So you don't have that like clenching feeling that happens in your stomach whenever it's like, okay, I got to get this shit out right now. Here we go. And then all of a sudden you start heaving. You don't heave. You don't heave at all. You just sit there and wait until your body goes, eh, yeah, we don't need this. Let's kick it out. Um, so I felt like I needed to throw up for, gosh, I mean, it was probably like 15 minutes before it finally came out. I mean, I was even, you know, doing my slow, deep breathing and kind of meditating, which I usually do whenever I feel like I need to vomit, but I'm not entirely sure that it's going to happen. Like, I think I can will it away. And I... I didn't, obviously. It was it was big enough of a problem. And then a few days later, it happened with eggs, too. Like, you have, like, this pain in your chest. And the only way to describe it is it just kind of feels like all of a sudden somebody put a 20-pound weight on your chest. And it's because that food gets stuck. Because your intestines and your stomach, the way they kind of sink up together or, um, like, cinch up, is there's not much space there for food to go through. Like, you're supposed to chew your food really well and get your body accustomed to eating again. And it's it's interesting, um, and I tell you, it's really weird knowing that you don't have that stomach muscle to just hurl that food up. Um, whenever I finally did vomit, TMI ahead, um, not going to get into grody details, but there was a lot of, like, foamy saliva in it. And uh, I think it was just my body was foaming trying to get it to come out. And that's probably the way it comes out now. So hopefully, knock on wood, I don't have anything to knock on. Um, hopefully that will be the only experience I will have like that. 
Um, it's very common to have those feelings in the beginning of your recovery. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't my favorite thing, but you know, also it wasn't traumatizing. Like sometimes you throw up and it's awful. Like I could just not want to eat for days after a throw up before my surgery. Now it's just like, oh, well, I know why I threw up. So yeah, I could eat again and three or four hours or something. It's not really, it's not true. It's not so traumatic is what I mean. Um, so I have been doing well. The kids are doing well. John is doing well. Um, William is going to have his IEP meeting regarding his, um, school placement and the goals that they're going to set forth for him. Um, that will start him off when he can physically start school. And then whenever he's probably going to be doing school on zoom too before, but it really depends on what happens with, um, with, uh, the California department of health. If they say that kids can return to school at a certain point, then William will go to school. Um, if they keep pushing it back, well, he won't go to school until it opens. So Philip is still going to school. He is doing really good. Um, John's still working from home. Uh, there's no definite end in sight for that, but it's coming. So that means some parts of my business will have to kind of hit the back burner, but it won't always be that way. Um, whenever both the boys are in school, I'll be able to kind of hit the ground running a little bit harder, but for now, I just kind of have to do what I can do when I can do it and, and just, you know, make that jam when I can and make those bagels when I can. So, um, and when I can't, I can knit, (laughs) uh, it's just a little bit of a fun side income. I enjoy it. So Anyway, I hope everybody out there that's listening has been doing well. If you ever need a chat, you know how to find me. Um, my uh, screen name on Instagram is Mill Unloaded, all one word. I'm also on Tumblr, but I'm not as active. It would be Mill-Unloaded on there. I don't know why I put a hyphen in it. I might try to edit that. I don't even care, though. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, it's almost time for me to get Philip from his classroom. So I'm going to wrap this up by saying that I hope you guys have all been well and, um, yeah, take care. Uh, this has been Mill Unloaded. Thank you for listening. Bye.